Hi, this is Brega, DM for Royally Screwed. This episode features music from the group Midnight Syndicate. We would like to take a moment to thank Midnight Syndicate for their permission to use their music for this podcast. You can purchase their music from their website at midnightsyndicate.com. That's M-I-D-N-I-G-H-T-S-Y-N-D-I-C-A-T-E dot com. Welcome to Royally Screwed, a Curse of Strahd actual play podcast featuring a group of motley fools bumming their way through Barovia. Be warned, this is an adult content rated campaign. This means our players use adult language and make jokes of adult nature. Also because of the nature of a horror-driven campaign, there will be descriptions of torture, murder, and other topics that may be disturbing to sensitive listeners. Listen at your own risk and prepare to be royally screwed. suffered strange dreams of a woman, her voice rasping behind a darkened veil. In each dream, she speaks of secrets of your past, knowledge buried so deep that not a single other soul could know. She speaks of answers to your questions and the fulfillments of your faith. She speaks of inheritance and of magic and promises both and more. She speaks in riddles, she whispers in tongues, and she makes promises to each of you. For Leo, She says that you hunger. I'm gonna hand y'all something, as I do. Just don't show it to anyone else until the time comes. Just put it aside. You hunger for vengeance, but your eyes are blind. Journey past the mists, and I will help your eyes to see your enemy. Perfina, it is the undead that you seek. Journey through the mists of Barovia. Find me near the cascading waters to find all that you desire. Mm 
Marina, you yearn to silence the screams that haunt you from your past. Find me at the crossroads of Tesser Pool, and I will share with you the path to quiet them for good. Sathriel. You are haunted from nightmares of a blood-soaked battlefield. Journey through the mist, Barovia, and I will whisper you the keys of regaining your honor. Sail. You are not alone in this world. I can tell you the name of one that shares your blood, but only if you travel to my fire and you speak my name. Typhoon, you can free yourself that which haunts you, but only if you travel to my fire and speak my name. I need Beaner. You long for adventure and quest for glory. My tent holds the keys to fulfill your destiny. And finally, Flask. What was rightfully yours has been taken from you by betrayal. A visit with me will put you on a path to right this wrong. As the dream ends, she speaks one last passage. She tells you, seek the monk, the ghost hunter, the thief, the blood seeker, the soldier, the enchantress, the fighter, and the archer. You will know them by their signs the devil's horns, the sword and shield, the hangman's noose, the fangs that drip, the spectral chill, the man of the dark, the alluring pickpocket, and the shards of reflections. You will find them in the home of the night steed, behind the walls, of the Dagger's Ford. Once you have found these companions, seek out the traveling man of many colors. His song will guide you to me. When you awoke, the moon still high in the night sky, you waited for the dream to fade from your mind. Instead, you felt the vision solidify, clarifying. You roll over, you shake your head, trying to clear the vision. But when you look down, you see a single playing card resting there beside your resting place. The next morning, you pack your possessions and you prepare for a journey. After consulting a map, you decided that your destination is the Nightmare Stable in the town called Daggerford. 
the road lay before you and your past lays behind you. As the sun rose above your head, you steeled your will, you cleared your mind and let faith guide your steps. So you arrive in Daggerford. It is the evening before high harvest tide and a storm has descended over Daggerford with the dark clouds pouring cascades of rain down onto the town below. Despite the weather, however, the town buzzes with anticipation of an impending fall time festival. Each home is filled with warmth and joy. Bright, cheery candlelight twinkles from every window and the sounds of song and dance echo throughout the wet and muddy streets. Amid the merriment, however, you stand apart. Neither locals nor visitors are nothing but vagabonds, travelers, ghosts passing through an unfamiliar town. As laughter rings out from the ends in the home, you face a simpler, starker dilemma, the quest for shelter. Every room in this town is claimed, every hearth filled to bursting, leaving you in the grip of the bitter storm. Until that is, the owner of the ramshackle Nightmare's Bridal offers you a grudging reprieve the haylofts above their stable. There's nothing to boast about. Leaving the bitter cold and the lingering scent of musty hay as your only companions. But it is a roof over your head nonetheless. A small mercy on a night such as this. One by one, you find a home amidst the muck and the hay. Overhead, the rain lashes the stable. Thunder punctuates the rhythmic drumming of the roof. Flashes of lightning dance across the sky, casting the stable's interior into stark light and darks. Rainwater steadily drips down through the leaks of the roof, snaking its way across the floor until it pools in a corner. Here then, you find yourself huddled in the darkness among strangers while joy and mirth dance just out of reach. So you are all in the stables in the hayloft. You don't know each other, but there you are. What do you do? We're all in the same barn. Uh -huh. Take a look at everyone. Sizing everyone up. So why don't you go around the table and just describe your character's appearance and their countenance, what they're doing. Don't give your names until you have conversations, but go ahead and describe what the other characters are seeing. I'll start off then. So you pretty much see me, um, probably about around seven foot tall, uh, four feet short. Uh, mostly covered by my 
All right, who's next? You see a tall human with shoulder-length black hair that is relatively straight and silky. He has a pale complexion and his face is really scarred. A few scarred. He's wearing relatively bulky leather armor, but it is covered up with a cloak of sorts. And he is currently huddled up in the hay, trying to make keep himself warm. Uh-huh. <clears throat> yeah. Um, you see a, a figure uh, in the corner just, you know, kind of just uh, sitting there with her arms on her knees. You can't really tell like, what she is, but uh, you can tell that she has very curly white hair that comes out of her hood that's covering her face. Um, maybe around six foot or so, but she's just kind of keeping to herself. Uh, within the hay, you see a orcish, or a uh, dwarven woman with hair with tan skin, curly black hair, and amber eyes, but she has very large metal headdress with large pointed ears um, and bathed in a white cloak over her armor. This is, you see, a elf-ish dude, gentleman, pointed ears, brown eyes, long hair, brown hair. Um, about four foot five-ish, hundred pounds, hundred and twenty years old. Um, yeah, just chill. That's a very short elf. Is it? Yes. Yes. I'm sorry. Oh, Maybe he has a, you know, he has this a deficiency. Maybe he has dwarfism. Yeah, I was about yeah. to say, maybe he has a rare piece of dwarf. Everybody always thinks you're a tall athlete. Like, no, I'm not. I'm not. Yeah, I'm four foot. On a good day. On a good day. Yeah. Who's next? Alright, so you see a gentleman, must be older, uh, probably in his late 40s, early 50s, gray hair, gray mustache, beard. Um, you can tell he's wearing some sort of heavy armor, but he's cloaked over in a black and red cloak, a uh, red sash tied around his waist. Um, he has a pair of reading glasses on. He is currently reading a book or something like that, uh, just keeping to himself. Um, he is armed with a rapier and he has a crossbow on his back. Alright, you see a individual in heavy plate armor from head to toe, a full helm, so all you can see are his green eyes as he's sitting there sharpening his six foot bastard sword. <laughs> 
and grasping it as if ready to go to combat. And yeah. All right. Um, you see over by the, uh, I assume there's a window near the front of this stable. There might be a window up in the top bay lock, yes. In the uh, corner next to, next to the window, you see a average height um, half-elf in a, in a black robe. Uh, you can barely make out his features. He's pale white, blue eyes, and short black hair. You can't really gauge. You can't really tell anything about him. So as you are sitting there taking each other in, kind of doing your own thing, what are y'all doing as far as with each other? I just have some, um, can I make it like a survival check? I kind of just want to see like, um, kind of gauge like what the environment is on my way here. Like in terms of like what kind of wildlife or environment we're in. Okay, um, I mean. I'm just wondering. You're, okay. you're in a, a pretty populous city. The travel in, you pass through some woods, um, on a well-traveled trail. Um, would you have gone off the trail or would you have cut through the woods? I probably would have, uh, gone through the trail, honestly. Okay, so, so you saw some, um, some birds and squirrels and, and your typical, um, animals, flora and fauna that you would see, that you would expect to see in regular Woods. Okay. So y'all are just all gonna sit there and stare at each other. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not really looking at anybody. As I'm sharpening my blade, eating my banana pudding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, what race do you say you were again? I did say. Did you um, see what do you mean? All you can see is his armor. Just, uh, uh, green eyes. I'm in full plate, head to tail with the. Oh, okay, yeah, that's fair. Okay. Uh, oh, you know, so, so I went to the end, yeah, my six-foot master sword as I'm sharpening, clutching as if anyone that does come to me, I would potentially swing and hold fast, asking, state your purpose. <laughs> but as I look like that, I do look to the individual to my right. And I ask, how did your travels go? Sir. Did you get glasses on? So I went over my book. My glasses down and glance over. Uh, sir. My travels went okay. How about yourself? My travels led me here. What business do you have in this place? I'd like to say the gods have brought me here. 
then my God has brought you here. But do you know of anything around this area that would bring you here for this group of weary travelers all to the same place? Well, it's kind of a strange story. See, I was having these dreams, been having these dreams for many nights. And the last dream that I had wanted me to come here. Don't know why, can't make any sense of it. But I just felt the urge to come here, if that makes any sense. Did your dream involve a woman speaking of signs and Who's that? He's dropping in on our conversations. <laughs> All of us. <laughs> Forgive me. All of false things. Why, yes, yes, it did. I have also had strange dreams. Has anyone else had these odd dreams, or is it just us? Based based on the descriptions, sorry to chime in, but based on your descriptions, they do sound quite familiar to me. The, the little dreams that have been plaguing my mind recently. So it seems as if dreams plague us. Mm-hmm. Is that true for all of you? Have all of you had dreams telling you to come to this location? Felt, call, that's all I say. Strange that he's a. He said felt and call? Felt, call, call. Perhaps, perhaps we were all destined to come here for a reason. Though that reason may be unknown to us as of now, maybe we will eventually figure it out on our own. What about you over there, sir? Do you have dreams as well? Yes, I have. I think that's speaking Spanish. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'll blast it, no. (laughs) Let's see. Here's a ghost name. So all of us have had dreams telling us to come to this location. That can't be coincidental. An odd phenomenon, no doubt. Very strange indeed. May I ask, uh, in your dreams, did uh, this person, this woman, tell you to seek someone else specifically? Indeed, indeed she did. Yes, she did. Very curious indeed. Very curious. Very. Did any of you find an odd playing card recently? Indeed I did. I woke up with one by my head on my pillow. Same here, miss. Mister, whatever Mister, the hell you are. Mister, Mister, Mister. It's Mister. kind of dark over there and your hair is kind of in your face. Oh, I, I do apologize. I put my hair back and I put on a small pair of glasses, round frame glasses. I can't see very well. Uh, I mean, the canal in those days. Yeah. So did everybody receive a call? I believe I did. Yes. I don't say anything. I just kind of pull it out and flip it around on my knees. Can't you read Yes. Now that y'all are talking to me. I have this card here that has a picture of a ghost on it, which is kind of ironic, given my profession. Everyone got cards and everyone was told to come here. The person on my card is a warrior on the back of a steed. That seems mighty fitting for a young chap of your type. 
thank you for thinking I'm young. <laughs> well, you appear to be kind of hard to tell by that hormone. But I imagine to uh, carry all that weight, you must be pretty strong. I try. The minute you, the minute you take your armor off, is the minute the enemy decides. Well, trust me, I keep mine on all the time. You never know what you're gonna find coming on your way. Thank you for all you did with that shot. How would y'all like a nice cold glass of sweet tea? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes, please. You guys need chocolate to go with that and you dragon. I do. <laughs> 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 I'll make you a dragon. It sounds a drink less good. For drinking, I'll take I'll take me a cup. Yes. Take that and I'll grab you some. What kind of card did you get? One stands in my pack with uh, extra uh, theater, I don't care. Well, my card seems to have a very ominous tail of figures sitting above us in front of me. I myself was the executor. Uh, interesting. What is it? A hangman, I suppose. Hangman's news. With the lightning streams. <laughs> Our visions are coming. And you, my dear, what is your card? Uh, it's a man with a sword and a shield. Good thing. Most people in these parts have swords and shields. What the hell? Myself. That was the joke. And, and you, dear? Seems mighty familiar <laughs> to you, doesn't it? I'm not gonna say anything, I'm just gonna flip the card, take what he said. Let me see what you got there. Which The tower's in your way. Flies around the room. Oh dear, you have the sign of the beast. Well, you appear to have to. Oh, wow, I see. an interesting choice, I guess. Oh, actually, tight. Here's one. I get the dark lord. Command one speed. Interesting. Well, we all have cards and we're all here. Uh, somebody told us to be here. Again, I don't think that's a coincidental. No Must be somehow related. Y'all believe in coincidence, don't you? Coincidence is not existent, simply inevitability. Fate. I tend to agree. Fate was a big part in this. I noticed that our cards also appear to kind of coincide with the quote unquote. Uh, the little symbols of the uh, uh, strange lady we talked about in the dreams. So, surely this isn't just a mere coincidence. No. This appears to be fate. I believe we all might be headed in the same direction. I believe so too. Seems like we're in a tight spot. Damn, we're in a tight spot. travel alone, but uh, because of the Strangeness of this situation, I think it might be best if we all stay together. I believe so. I agree. Too. I concur. You have my sword and shield. I believe so too. Plus, I heard that travel. Got enough soul for everybody on that board. That giant has sword. You have to protect me and those around me. Now remember, there's 
something else you're supposed to seek out? Well, we were looking for signs. So that was part of it. So the ninth steed. You're at the ninth we're steed. At the ninth steed right now. Yeah. But uh, yeah, else talking. Was anyone else overhearing something about the nightmares stable? That's where we're at. Okay, uh, I think I drank too much of the way we <laughs> It was kind of creepy about where we were supposed to go, but I believe that this location matches what was said in the dream was probably the best. But I do remember that we were looking for something specific. Something about a devil's horn, sword, and shield, hangman's noose. Well, I have hangman's noose, and I appear to have. Actually, you're quite right. Yes. And I have, I believe, yours was that of the spectral chill. That would seem to match the ghost. Perhaps we should put our cards in the yeah. of the dark. Maybe. Ooh, colors. Yeah, maybe everybody take their cards out. Let's compare with what you know. <laughs> yes, Orc, I agree with you. Colors. Yes, mm. colors. Oops. We're supposed to see the man of many colors. Oh, that's right. Yeah, the man of many colors. Man of many colors. The man of many colors. That was a little too fast. Yeah, sorry. Question is, what such a man might be? I mean, obviously, he'll probably stick out like a sore thumb. Very colorful. If we go by what the dream says for baby, I'd agree. So, you vaguely, when you inquired in the tavern, when you talked to Kelrick, who is the tavern owner, you vaguely recall seeing a sign that said that there is a carnival that is right outside of town. The band of many colors must be within this corner, considering. I agree, that's when most of the time you see such things. Yeah. Also, there's about? supposed to be something about a song. You say a song? It was something to do, if I remember correctly, it was the man of many colors song will guide you to. The lady, I would assume that's how she would speak. So, does that mean we should travel to this carnival? Well, I don't know if it would be a good time to travel right now, especially if none of this tail is stolen. Maybe we should brother for the races of get some rest. At least until the morning. Besides, I'm sure that the carnival probably is not operational at this moment. It's such bad weather. That's really good. I I say we leave at first light. I'm okay with that. My old man, I don't sleep too much anymore. I say that when I open. So we all in agreement? At first light, also. But before we bed down, I think maybe some introductions might be in order. Oh, yes. We don't have each other's names, so. Yes, of course. I agree with that. And with that, I'll start. Sure thing. I go by the name of Sathiel. Sathiel. I am a paladin with my holy shield on my back and my 
trusty sword here to cut down any and all who stand in my way. All in the name of my God. That seems to be the proper line of work for Paladin, I suppose. It's nice to meet you, Paladin, sir. Nice to meet you. My name is Tafla. Tafla Borgen. I don't really tell too much about my history because most people don't really trust what I am my line of work. So I won't go into too much detail, but uh, let's just say I, I'm an investigator of sorts. Uh, investigator of hell, no. Things of that nature. Things that most people uh, either don't believe in or choose not to because of the horrors that can associate with strange. Yeah, I know. <coughs> yeah, I I think he's had one too many. The investigator of these dreams would be uh, very welcome. Well, based on what we know, I would definitely say that these dreams are sort of paranormal type. Maybe I might be able to look into why I would have such dreams. I have the ghost card. The spectral chill. I am Carfina Duskbane. I am a cleric for God of the Books. God of the Books. Never I believe I read once in a book somewhere about uh, such gods. He is a god of death, mummification, and funerals. As such, I travel the world in order to help. He weighs the hearts of Ah, those who are worthy pass on, those who are not, the vow of other peace. You know about covenant, I know you pass. Most people steer clear of us. The fact that you know so much impresses me. And I try to study the most things as much as I can. I figured it's good to know a little about everything, but a lot about the one thing, right? The knowledge of the world you are indeed. No. I'm gonna hit your accent. Maybe he created <laughs> uh, no, since you created you. Uh. I have a question. Since you said you're. I don't know if I want to. You don't have to ask much. You can just give us your name. <clears throat> I'm gonna introduce myself and say. Just say, uh. Name's Elena. That's all you get. Don't forget water. 
Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. You in the shadows. Go ahead. My name is Leo, but uh, it's common for people to call me Leo the Dread. Leo the Dread. Is that a reserved nickname, or do you fit the Well, you may come to find out. Mm-hmm. So, where's Shadow? And how about you? Oh, it's me. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm a short team of health. You're gonna have to talk a little bit louder since I don't got I go by the name of Beaner. You guys can call me Beaner. I'm a wood elf. Yes. That's me. Uh, I had to make sure that was nice and loud. Because <laughs> when I say Beaner on here, I don't. <laughs> I think I'll just talk to me for sure. Is that okay? Little yeah. me. I guess that'll work. Me. Was well, nice to meet you, uh, Dean. <laughs> quite, quite the extravagant. The pleasure is mine. Quite the extravagant name if I can use it so myself. Sir, good sir. Sir B. Sir B. Sir B. Sir B. Sir B. It's B. And Signal is currently right. trying to hold in his tears. He's trying so hard not to laugh. So with this, should, uh, we should probably try that for the night and maybe uh, head for this carnival tomorrow morning. That's okay with you guys. Yeah, I, I do believe we'll the fridge. That's Anybody definitely part of my fans. I'm afraid I'm not going to cut the tie. I've got an extra blade. Oh, thank you. Oh, oh, thank you. Thank you for the kind offer, Jerry, but I'm good. I got one. So, the next morning you find that the rain has subsided. You venture out onto the wet cobblestone streets. Watch a step, people. And you head out. in the direction of the front gate, but not quite sure where you need to go to find the traveling carnival. Perhaps we can stop at one of these shops and ask somebody if they even know where the location of this carnival is. I think that's the base. Yes. Is there perhaps a guard nearby? Count's guard, they might point us in the right direction. So you, you look around, you do see a guard walking in your general direction. I see the friendliest looking one of us would probably be best to ask questions. Uh, maybe you could feel it. I'll walk up to him. <laughs> <laughs> <Carnival> where? <laughs> what? Yeah, I literally walked over to him, uh, just scowling. I just say, <laughs> he kind of looks at you, and he shakes his head, and he says, These festivals bring in all types. <laughs> <sighs> I'm assuming that you are looking for the Vistani carnival that has recently come to our area. Big carnival, yes. I don't know if I'd call it big. 
but um, go out the gate and go about 10 minutes up the road, you'll see the tents over the uh, horizon. You'll know where to go. Point direction. Out the gate. Keep going down the road. Okay, yes. Yes. I just start walking towards it. We do appreciate your assistance, sir. So I think we got the info. Let's follow our pork friend here. Though if, though if it is good for it all, um, do y'all mind if I go behind the bush and take a little break real quick? Well, that's something that nobody is going to stop you. Oh, all me and you. Okay. <laughs> I got it. You can catch up. <laughs> the, the little one has a good idea. Do you need I'm a break to listen to? So, y'all head down the road, and it's still quite early. The sun is just starting to come up. And there's a mist that hugs the ground. Just a a nice little fog on the on the ground. And as you travel, you start making up a hill, and as you crest that hill, you see off to your left. To your right, sorry. To your right, about five tents, real colorful, and you hear music, and you hear song. Hmm. Shall we check the first tent? It's a really good for a colorful man. Good place to start in the colorful tents. There must be colorful people inside. Are they close to tents or are they just like open tents? They look like carnival tents. Okay. So they, they look like they probably, there's a large tent uh-huh. and there's some wagons and there's some smaller tents that are probably where people are sleeping and stuff like that. Okay, I'm not even better. <laughs> Alright, I'm back. You're out of character, but you said you have a crossbow, right? I do think you're not your main weapon. Uh, my rapier is my main weapon, but I carry the crossbow for rangers attacks. Interesting, okay. So I guess, like, while we were walking, you, I walked over to you and I just say, Oh, hunt. <laughs> yes, sir, I mean, I can hunt this crossbow if you, uh, Intend for me to do that. I hunt. You want to hunt? Crossbow. You want to use my crossbow? Yes. Alright, so I'm <laughs> back and I It's not, not an opportune time to hunt, though. No, right is now. it still storming? Huh? Is it still storming? No, it's not storming, but there's not any woods. You've just crested, you've got this flat area here. Oh. Uh, you've crested tell you it. Well, maybe I'll give you my crossbow after we talk to this uh, colorful maid. Okay. Okay. So maybe you can hunt whatever you like. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Anyways, sorry for my, sorry for my humble disappearance. I'm glad you're back. I hope it was a good piece. <laughs> it was. It was quite refreshing. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I was standing here, pull a slice of pizza out of my back. <laughs> <laughs> As. So, as you approach the tent, 
all of a sudden you are surrounded by these olive-skinned, dark-haired children that come running up to you, they grab your hand, they seem very excited to see you. And they're just chatting and chattering like they've known you, they have been expecting you to be there. I clench my sword, but I don't swing. Not for the children, so. <laughs> You're right. Please, let's not have an anarchy moment. Oh, God. Can we roll for an Let's fucking slaughter Great way to start a campaign. Please, please, stay within your alignment, please. All right. I don't know how to kill children. Bones. You know what? I think it's good. Okay. You know what? I make sure to keep the children away from my the first main tent. So the kids lead you, start leading you further into the camp. And uh, there's a tall man standing in the center of the camp where there's a bonfire going. And he sees you and he lights up as soon as he sees you. He says, my friends, we have been expecting you. I am glad you made it. In what way are you expecting us? I have never seen any of you Oh, but I know you. How do you know us? Madam Eva has told me to expect you. Who is this Madam Eva to speak of? She is the leader, I guess you could say, of my people. She is a very special She knows the future. She knows the past. And she knows that you would be traveling here. Does she also happen to invade people's dreams? She's been known to do that. Well, that explains that, man. Is she here at the moment? Oh, no, no. Madame Ava does not come here. But you will have to travel to her. And where would that lead us to? Well, I will take you there. But, 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 for now. Come, 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 you must be hungry. You have, you have traveled long ways, I'm sure. I know that one over there is hungry. <laughs> well, by all means, my green friend. Come, join us. Come sit at the fire. Enjoy our food, our drink. We have wine. We always have wine. You can definitely go for I'm not one to turn down good wine. Oh, the best wine. I guarantee you have never had wine like this. Pour, pour me a glass of well, wine. Hold on, man. Can't truly introduce yourself. Just who are you, sir? My name is Stanismir. I am a proprietor of goods. Yes, really. I am a entertainer of sorts, and 
I shall be your guide. What kind of things do you sell? I don't so much sell. I obtain, and then I bring goods back and forth between hands. When you say obtain, is that like stealing? No, 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 no. I don't steal. Oh. No, everything is is legit. Legit. But you don't know, like any place out of the far reaches. It's hard to get imports to one area and the other. And sometimes people from where I travel from want goods that are not necessarily available. And so I bring goods. Yes. I I won't fight it. May I ask where you exactly go from, sir? Ah, I come from beyond the mists into a fine world that is called Barovia. Have you heard of Barovia? Can't say I have. I've traveled a lot through uh, the Soul Coast and places like that. Barovia is a small area. It's very isolated from the outside. And we don't get a whole lot of travelers. What do you mean by outside? From the regions outside of our little hamlet, I guess you could call it. Okay. You're being a little cryptic, sir, but I'll entertain you. Alright. Cryptic is what I do! Makes you use your brains. Fair enough. Yes. So how far is this Eva lady? Well, we days will travels. We will have no. It won't take days. We will have to travel during the night. I have lots of wagons, though. You are welcome to sleep during the travel. I guarantee, before you wake up the next morning, that we will be there. It's not that far. So we have to travel during the next morning? No, you don't have to travel during the night, but it's going to take us a little bit to pack up the tents. And I'm sure you're hungry, and we have wine. Okay. Is this how you obtain your wares? Traveling? From travelers. No, your 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 uh, items will be safe. We will not take your stuff. I just don't want to be rude. No, no, no. And he he brings out a a bottle. He grabs a bottle from beside the fire. He says he takes a swig off of it. He says it's safe. I promise. He says. Uh, this is Great Mash number nine. Amazing stuff. Which winery does it come from, sir? No, it comes from an independent winery. It's called the Wizards of Wine. Ah, uh, Wizards, not one that I know. 
assuming it's probably come from Morocco, huh? It is the best grapes. They only they only specialize in two wines. They used to have three. I'm not sure what happened with the food. But now they have the grape mash. And they have a second one that's really good. It's a little bit more expensive, so we don't buy it. Many passes a bottle around for each of y'all to take. Can you you take a sip? And it's a very sweet red wine. Very exquisite flavor. It's very delightful. Well, we have this on our travels. And I'd say I'd probably be willing to go in the way you want to take this. Yes. Well, I will. We will pack up our camp. We're not getting much as far as people going into town for the festival. So it's kind of dampered our entertainment. Well, no doubt the nasty weather. America. I was going to say last night was pretty bad. So let us gather up our stuff. We'll load the tents up and get the horses hitched to the carts. I have a question for you. I may have an answer for you. Did you set up camp waiting for us? We knew you were coming. No doubt this Madam Maid was probably told you to stuff us, no? She did. She told us so where she... to meet you and when you would be. So it's just some sort of clairvoyant then? Madam Maid knows much. So she's expecting us. Oh, she is definitely expecting us. Well, I don't know about you guys, but I'm yeah. feeling quite uh, curious about this and yes. I'm kind of excited to meet this person. Why'd you have to be so mysterious? Why couldn't you just tell us what we're here for in our dream? Uh, that's not how Madame Eva works. Madame Eva, she, she tends to get visions, and her visions are always correct. But the way she expresses these visions tends to be a little not direct. May I, may I ask why she's expecting us? Only Madame Eva knows that. Yeah. Well, All I know is that she told us to be out here at Daggerford and that you would arrive. God has here so far. And that we are to provide you safe passage to Barovia. I imagine my God. Could you pass me a one? So I will try. By all means, help yourself. I'm going to grab you some of that wine. Yeah, and great bash. We all find ourselves here. Does anybody object to the idea of going to see this matter? Maybe we could just get some answers on why we have these dreams and why we have these cars and why we're here all together. Can we get some AW work or I can get some? We might get some answers. I'm not highly agree that being When will we be needed? Give us about an hour. We'll pack up the tents. By all means, help yourself to the food. We have some stew in the pots above the kettle in the kettle above the fire. Mm -hmm. 
Um, the stew is not above the kettle. <laughs> um, help yourself to the food and to the bread, and uh, we will pack up, and then we can be on our way. Tell me, Plask, my good friend, are you still interested in hunting, or are you happy with what the spell they have here? Happy. Are you okay with that? Just wanted to make sure you didn't know, I didn't think I forgot about you. Well, I'm going to get me a few pieces of this bread and get me up one of this here stew. It smells quite good. No, I think I shall take a glass of that fantastic one. On my card here. That's key. Like I mentioned. Yes. It is a warrior. It is a warrior in the back of a speed with an axe on at hand with a helm of horns. Is in character. I might have been the devil's fault. That's what I'm thinking. This is, uh, yeah. this is um, my card I'm passing out. Or I'm passing around. If I had to guess, I'd say it probably is the devil's fault. That's, that's, that's what I'm imagining. I'm assuming I'm the dripping things. And if I had to assume by the picture on my card, I must be the man of the dark. And I'm definitely the, the sword and the shield. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty straightforward. Is it what is Here's it? Here's a shattered glass. It is a shattered So shards of reflection. Yeah, they're all shards of reflection. Uh, so who holds the alarm cake pot? I'm bringing backpacking stuff. Sorry, right. in the bag. Uh, I'm not really saying anything. I do. I do not want to stand between an orc and his food. As you watch as they pack up the camp. We've figured out. Well, we have talked amongst ourselves. And we've gotten down signs here. But our poor friend. We don't want to bother him just quite yet. He's uh still eating. Yeah. And we asked him about his card and I reckon that's probably a good idea. Yeah, we will wait. wait. We will wait to see if he will. Produce his card at a later time for us to take a gander at. What was yours? Quite rare. Oh, oh he's right. Yes. The image on it is quite nice. I prefer it's to keep it now. It's very much. So you watch as, as the, these people that Stanismir has called the Vistani. As they break down their camp, load it up into the wagons, and you watch as they hitch these draft horses to the wagons. As you eat, fill your stomachs. And finally, Stanismir walks over and says, We are ready when you are. Are you ready to travel? Well, sir, assuming that our old friend is done. Devouring all the food on the table. <laughs> Delicious. <laughs> I think we're all ready. Stanismir looks over at the orc. He's like, Are you ready, my friend? Yes. All right. I reckon I'm ready. I will. You are a rather large party, so he points at the, the large, largest of the uh, wagons. I will offer you that one to rest in 
and enjoy it. It's comfortable. There's plenty of, of pillows and, and blankets. And the shots aren't too bad on it. You should be comfortable. Sure thing. Thank you for your hospitality, sir. And for the right to the tavern. <laughs> We're going to the right out of town, the back of the other truck, the other truck. And so, there's a, a wagon for you. I'm going to send it off to the pieces. Alan and Sarah. Okay. I'm going to the wagon and just cut out little two holes and stuff. I found. Don't you think this is all? Yeah, as we're traveling, I want to be on the lookout for like. Edible, like berries. I have herbs. Okay. So I'm trying to select it. All right. It's all that stage. Fair. But if my God, I'm also going to stick around in my pocket to figure out (laughs) these dreams. Also, a man of very little words. I totally understand. Just uh, a previous thing. I find it quite charming. Keep your ears open and uh, your head on the swivel. You see anything strange? Oh yeah, just I'm a sure. little FYI, we're, we're pretty sure that cat is deaf and she's yeah, meowing. Oh yeah, when she meows, she meows very loud. Yeah, so all of a sudden you hear screaming. Yeah, yes. That battle intuition. And yes, I will have my sword at the ready. Alright, all times. So, the, the clopping of the horse's feet changes from the trail onto a more dirt road. It's probably that Skyrim. <laughs> you're finally you're awake. Good, you're finally awake. And the, the plain area, the valley that you were in, you make a rise and you come to a wooded area and the wagon continues down the trail. It's a very uneventful trip and the sun begins to set as the clippity-clop of the horse's hooves and the movement of the wagon lulls you to sleep. And you travel through the night. Or some time early in the morning, you feel the wagon come to a stop. And you hear the rapping on the back of the wagon as Stanismir pokes his head in and says, Are you awake? <laughs> I am now. Yes. I believe so. I, I hate to say this. However, this is as far as I can take you. We are on the borders of Barovia. However, I am not allowed to go any further. Why not? Well, I you didn't tell us that before. I said I would get you to Barovia, and I have. Are you a walking man? is in Barovia. So how is it? Sir. You'll continue down this road. 
And you will find Manaveva. You happen to have a map of the world yet? I am afraid I do not. Well, that's actually awesome. You're on the trail. If you continue into this way that we are currently facing, you will come to the crossroads and you will find the village of Barovia in front of you and Madame Eva to the right of you. But unfortunately, I can go no further. Should we expect any surprises on this trail? Well, the crossroads. It, it is a wooden area. You look like you are capable of handling anything. Anything besides bandits and wolves, I should say. No, you should be fine. Should we be expecting any of your people ambushing us to get our bears to ambush? Madame Eva would never, never allow that. Try to stay cautious and all endeavor. Keep your hands this one here is kind of strange. I think we should all have a on this level because not all seems right here. I don't think I trust these people. Yes, sir. What you got to say? Uh, my character just gets off the wagon, starts stretching, draws uh, out his shield or sword, and just starts heading in the direction he said my name was. Stanismir, he's where he bids you luck. And as you head down the trail, he says, do stay on the trail. Yes. Do not venture into the forest. Stay on the trail. No, no. All right. All right, stay on the trail. I go hide our old friend and. You will be a friend to the Vistani. They will always provide you. All right, stay on the trail. I bid you farewell. I hope we meet again. Good luck, my friend. Good luck to you, too. And with that, he gets back, he walks back to his wagon, and you watch as the horse makes a wide U-turn as they head back down the trail, the direction you just came. What an intriguing fellow, don't you agree? No doubt. So, Something in my gut tells me we probably shouldn't trust this man. Here we are in the rocket. Uh, well, we're here already, and I don't know, I'm not familiar with this area, so I have no way to get back, so I suppose we should just... Well, I can tell you this, uh, looking through my map of Sword Coast and outlying areas, there is no town called the Yeah, I've never heard of such a place, and this place is definitely a far cry compared to some of the other places that I have witnessed. Well, we all head now. We all want to get to the bottom of this, so I suppose we ought to stop and make that way. Considering the works are already yeah, going yeah, down yeah, the road. Yeah. 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 Two miles down the road. He's yeah. taking big stoppy stops. He's walking like this. <laughs> so, <laughs> foot in front of foot, you head down the trail. And black pools of water stand like dark mirrors in and around the muddy roadway. Giant trees loom on both sides of the road, their branches clawing at what appears to be a mist 
the forest around you. Behind you, the continuation of the road you previously traveled is obscured by the mist. Continues to encroach upon you, its tendrils reaching out like clawed hands, seeming as if it was a fluid or like a living entity. Seems the only way to go is forward. How about you, Watkins? These mist seems far too I prefer not to get lost in the mist, so my last guess we continue moving up the road. I know this is not a wide business, but from what I've heard, this team seems to be some sort of battle or something. Well, I've never seen this quite like this before, and this behavior and the way it's approaching on us. I suppose we should just move on quicker before it devours us. You must pass through this. What the hell is going on? Is there Uh-oh. The seal wasn't strong enough. Did you just piss yourself? No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Did you just shit yourself? Shoot. Good sir. Does it smell like it? <laughs> I probably did. Well, congratulations on making it through. <laughs> that good Vistani cooking. Oh, it's the fucking bomb came last. Yeah, it could be. The bomb. So, the... The fog spills out of the forest to swallow up the road behind you. Ahead, jutting from the impenetrable woods on both sides of the road, is a, is a high stone buttresses, looming gray in the fog. Huge iron gates hang on the stonework. Dew clings to the cold tenacity of the rusted bars and two headless statues of armed guardians flank the gate, their heads now laying among the weeds at their feet. They greet you only with silence. As you pass them, the gate swings open as you approach, screeching as the hinges move, and they close behind you as you pass through. Well, uh, quite on one note. Oh, yeah. Definitely ominous. Not very welcoming. I'm going to try to open the gates back up. You push on the gates. The gates do not budge. Well, yeah. And I swing at the gate with my big sword. Please don't. You can try. You can try. I'm going to... There's the gates for y'all to see. Oh, my there's, big sword can be convenient. I forgot to that I was expecting, like, yeah, gates. Yeah, yeah, Not gates. Yeah, I don't think it's getting through that. I will use the power of the gods to get to this gate. Um, yeah, um, I don't think they're it's gonna... It's like, get ready. I'm waiting for y'all to tell me. No. Okay. Does everybody so wanna, like, better. try to help push? Let's put our hands together and push the gate. Is there a lock on the gate? Hey! Or is it just 
No, there's no lock. Just help it open for us, then we want to close behind us. Oh, we're inside. Oh, okay. That's dumb. Well, I do believe we're sort of legal now. Or, yeah, now we. Okay, so the gate's behind us now. Yeah, All right. Yeah. That's quite unfortunate, but uh, I think we need to continue on because the mist is starting to get a little bit closer. Yeah. And I have a bad feeling about it. Yeah. What do we see around? Well, we just let something into that gate. Something came in behind I never imagined to be on that scale. That's fucking. I was thinking like waist high deep, like like in front of a house. Yeah, it's like tiny. I was I was thinking like like just a big like like a wooden gate. Yeah, yeah, like twenty feet tower. Yeah, fifty feet gates. Probably about like what twenty feet. Y'all are so used to that type of gate. <laughs> that we can walk over. It's a baby gate. Yeah. No problem. There's definitely right. no climbing over this gate. Okay. This <laughs> gate is I touched the gate. This yeah, gate like, is I'm literally gonna be so no way. Alright, so the fog can't get us inside. All the fog still can't get us inside. Has the fog made it for you? Is working on it. You can see it coming. Well, guys, I guess we got no point or we got no, no, uh, no choice but to uh, go forward here. Yeah. Go forth. Uh, I would suggest that maybe we not stand and wait to let the fog approach upon us. Yes, sir. Just because of the manner this fog, the way it's behaving, might not be something we necessarily want to get into. Uh, so perhaps we should keep following the path forward. Uh, I'll lead the way. So I started making my way downtown, walking fast, facing the past. Towering trees, the tops lost in the heavy gray mist, block out all but a death gray light. The tree trunks are unnaturally close to one another, and the woods have a silence of a forgotten grave yet exclude the feeling of an unvoiced scream. You catch a scent of death in the air. This is definitely not a very welcoming mm. place if I do see so. I was just thinking the same. It's got quite the ominous feel to it. No one in my travels has ever seen a full spot like this before. Mm. In all my battles, I've been I've never been anywhere. I have a bit of it on these. Same here. Well, let's keep going, I guess. Let's go forward. I would say, if not, let's make sure everyone's uh, battle ready. If you want to prepare any spells, I'm ready for them now. Shut up. So, are you going to investigate the the yes. source of the smell? or? Yes. Okay. So, the foul scent leads you to a human corpse half buried in the underbrush, about 15 feet from the road. Oh, wow. The wow. young man appears to be a commoner. His muddy clothes are torn from brambles and from thorns. Crows have been at the body, which is surrounded by paw prints. The man has obviously been dead for several days. 
He holds an old tarnished copper compass in one hand. And beside his body lies a small toy. Oh, oh wow, I definitely don't okay, have a feeling about this. Uh, I'd like to pick up the uh, compass. All right, so you look at his hand holding the compass and is splayed out in the direction of a nearby tree. The, the compass doesn't seem to point in a proper direction. It kind of moves back and forth. This is quite strange indeed. Normally the compass will always point to a magnetic north. Well, this one seems to be going a bit haywire. Well, lucky for us, I do have a compass in my pocket. I take out a small pocket compass. Does it, is it going all haywire weird too? It is going crazy haywire too. Yours is doing the same thing? It's maybe the magnetic field. There must be some sort of interference. I believe so. I've never seen, never in my entirety of my existence. Have I ever seen a compass act in this sort of fashion? Well, I've seen it happen before in mines with lots of war that's magnetized. Never out in the open like this. It takes something strong to deflect the compass this much. And I don't see anywhere, anything nearby that would deflect the compass. As you watch the compass, suddenly you see it point directly towards a nearby tree. Well, so going over here to the street, and we got to investigate it. Well, before we do anything, let me do a good five cents. Sure. Um, while they're doing that, I'm going to be, I'm going to take the time to give this man his funeral, the best funeral rights I can possibly give him in a short amount of time. Well, bless you, dear, for doing that. I, I am a great priestess. I definitely don't feel good about this place. This place is definitely not the local resort. All right, so you're doing divine sense? Yep, technically. Yep. So, so anything affected by the hollow spell or the location of any celestial fiend ahead within 60 feet? That is not behind total cover. But that's you cast Divine Sense, and all you feel is evil all around you in the mist. Not in front of you, not beside you, but behind you in the areas that are covered in mist. Alright guys, so I'm sensing evil in everything behind us in the mist. Nothing so significant. I say we should probably walk quickly here then before that mist focus upon us. We have to that evil in there. That mist does not make your my uh, team look good. The toy that was beside your body? Yes, you can. So you you find a squat, colorful, looks like an owl bear type of creature with a small beak and these large soulless eyes. It's got huge ears flanked with colorful tufts of fur on the top of its head. 
It has no arms, but it does have these little tiny feet that could never support its body. You flip it over and on its back is a tag with a trademark stylized B logo, just a B. And under the B it says, is no fun, is no Blinsky. Yes, you can. necessarily um, <coughs> visible to the eye, but you just sense them. Individuals, creatures. One moment you see a dragon. One minute you see an owlbear. One minute you see a raven. And then as you watch as these souls and these creatures continue to shift in this mist, all of a sudden you see an image of a large bat. And this bat comes at you. It's, it's the mist, it's not a real bat. It comes at you, its fangs, its mouth open and its fangs exposed, dripping blood. And just before it hits the wall of mist, it disappears. Well, folks, uh, I really believe we need to get the hell out of here. Quickly. <laughs> well, let's get a second. I'm uh, sensing some very strange things, very evil things within that mist. And I fear that if it uh, encroaches on us, it's going to swallow us whole. We're not going to get back out. Oh, uh, yeah. so we might want to go check out what this uh, compass is pointing us real quick and then hit the damn road. Yeah, I think they, did tell us, they did tell us not to venture far from the uh, trail. How far is the tree from the trail? The, the tree is right off the road. Okay. That's right. Let's check, this, yeah. let's take, let's check uh, this tree out. Quickly check this tree and then we need to get moving because we can't afford what this is. Yeah. So you walk over to the tree. And you see on this tree, and you, you take the moment to count these tally marks that have been carved into the tree. And you count 43 tally marks. 
and there's an arrow that points deeper into the woods along what seems to be a well-traveled footpath. Well, what do you guys think about this? Investigate this. We surely want to stay far from the path. It's cold enough to go off. It's got 43 tally marks on it. 43 tally marks. I'm trying to think of what that would mean, but I can't really come up with anything. Is that how many people died in this list? Probably not. They're going to add an extra state. We don't know what the hell we're going to do. Yeah. Uh, should we investigate the footpath? What is everybody thinking? I think. I'm leaning toward maybe we should probably investigate, but uh, that's up to you guys. I'm not going to speak for everyone. I would like to go back to the path because we were talking about the straight line. So we have one that doesn't want to go that way. I already said uh, no state course. So. State course? Yeah. All right, then. What about you? I think we should keep them. I believe that's the majority of the group here, and I think we should probably just keep going. Maybe we could come back to this at another time, but uh, please don't have any at this point. Yeah. Hey, orc friend here. Would you be comfortable with taking the uh, lead on the front, and I'll make sure we keep protection on the back? Yes. All right, let's do that. So we'll make sure that we have the orc as protection up front, and I'll be protection in the back as we travel through. So we'll make sure we... I got some back on the ring now? Yes. Yes. I'd like to keep you with your intelligence in the middle. Well, I may not be a bit smart, man, but I do know what <laughs> Smart's not what we need right now. We need, uh, we need, crucial, we need very crucial thinking. Let's get the hell out of it. All right. Yes, that's why the orcs are leading the way. For the first time, like, I've been kind of cool and collective this whole period, but, like, I can seriously see, like, the sense of dread on my face. Yeah, I can say you can look at your gut. You have a very specific look in your eyes right now. The, what I sense in the mist is extremely bothersome words. In my divine sense as well, so that's why I I feel more comfortable trying to protect our rear from the fog. All right, we're going. All right. So as you continue down the dirt road, you walk for a good forty-five minutes, and you come to a small hamlet in the dark of this evening. You can make out several structures that are still standing. A grand manor stands before you, four stories of cold, soot-stained stone, tall, narrow windows, and high peaked roofs forming a picture of an austere, chilling grandeur. Midway up, a narrow balcony juts out from the third floor, offering a grim perch from which to survey the surrounding grounds. The centerpiece of this imposing facade is the portico, a stone arch standing sentinel over the house's oaken doors. A wrought iron gate fills this arch, 
its rusty hinges creaking as it sways in the wind. On either side of the gate, oil lamps hang from chains, their dim light flickering, casting a sickly glow that barely pierces the surrounding fog. Beyond the gate, a set of sturdy oaken doors stands closed, framed by the gate and the lamps. The doors are old and weathered, their wood darkened from time, but they stand strong and proud, an unwelcome entrance to the house beyond. A gust of cold wind sweeps past you, carrying with it the whisper of cold thread that sends shivers down your spine. A soft whimpering draws your eyes towards a pair of children standing in the middle of the otherwise lifeless yard. <laughs> They're the easiest to throw you off your game. Should we question these children? Should we have Sounds a work friend question these children? No. <laughs> <laughs> I say we have our friendliest of the bunch. Friendliest face. And then we talk to these kids, the cleric. <laughs> I'll go with you. Oh, right behind you. So, the, so I'll walk up to the children and ask, why, do I, why are you calling the lights? So, after shushing the little boy, <laughs> the little girl turns to you and she says, there's a monster in our house. And then she points to a tall brick row house that has definitely seen better days. The windows are dark. And the gated portico on the ground floor is there. She points at the rusty gate of this house that you've just been looking at. You live here? We do. Mm. My they're downstairs with the monster. With the monster, you say? There's a monster. What kind of monster? We don't know. They told us not to go down there, but we can hear it. It screams and it roars. And we're afraid to go down there, but we haven't seen our parents. And my baby brother is up there. A baby, you say, an infant? A baby, yes. My baby brother, Walter, he's upstairs. When did this monster come into your house? Been there for a while now. You've been outside all this time? No, we were upstairs. But then our parents didn't come back. Are your parents in trouble, you think? I think so. Have you ever seen them, this monster? No, it's down in the basement. We weren't allowed to go there. <laughs> Well, what do you think? Should we investigate this? I don't think. The father's still on coach in the harness, so. If there's a child in the harness, That's my brother. His name's Walter. He's, he's just a baby. Stop laughing. Sorry. <laughs> I'd be like, hell no, you haven't seen the horror movie? Uh, Fuck that. Sorry, kid. Go, go. Should we go into this? <laughs> I'm persuading that we probably should, but 
I think we should. We're not you being green film. Yes. I'm a bit, I'm a bit wary of the situation, but if bit. an infant is in trouble, then I think it is of our best interest we go and see. If anything, if we at least get rid of whatever they're talking about, the so-called monster, maybe these kids' parents might have some answers on what the hell we are. Yes. Please, please help my parents. Please help my brother. We're afraid to go back in. All right, well, I think we uh, are all in agreement that we're going to investigate for you. You know, yeah. kids, uh, maybe you should stay outside then until we make sure everything is fine and clear. Yes, we're not going to go back in. We'll stay here uh, on the portico. Please stay here on the portico then. Don't go out to the gates. There's a, a very strange mist approaching. Yes, we're scared of it too. Scared of the mist, you say? We're scared of the mist. Have you seen the mist before? It's always been around. Does the mist ever come to the house? It doesn't come in the house. Well, at the very least, it will give us a chance to get yeah. some reprieve from this if we go inside. Is there anything you could possibly tell us about this monster? What does it sound like? Have you seen it? Have you heard it? It makes loud roars. Loud roars? And it shakes the house. It's so loud, it's scary. Does it usually come from the other direction, from upstairs? It comes from down the basement. the basement. Can you hear your Of course it's in the basement. Huh? Can you hear your parents? No, Screaming. we haven't heard our parents. Just the monster. Just the monster. Sounds like a family. Do you know if your parents are still alive? We don't know. When was the last time you seen your parents? It's been a while. It's been a few days. They. They told us. No they told us to stay in our room, but Thorn got scared. My brother. She points to the little seven-year-old that's next to her. He's clutching a, a teddy bear. What's your name? My name's Rose. Rose and this is Thorn. And then we have another brother named Walter. Upstairs. And then our parents are named Elizabeth and Gustav. So they're in the basement or upstairs? They're in the basement. They went down to the basement to to deal with the monster. With your little brother being upstairs. Yes, he's he's in his nursery's on the third floor. Third floor. Listen here, Rosenthal. Please stay here, Alpha Particle. Don't miss all the mist. We're gonna go take a look at this for you. Are Rosenthal twins? No, one's uh, about ten. Well, I don't know, because, like, you know, when they parents I like I'm sorry, you're not that, you're not a player, but you're still, like, invested, like, it's it's a perfectly fine. Yeah, like, I think you need to roll a character. I wouldn't have thought about, I wouldn't have thought about asking that. I don't know. Because, she mentioned it was a little brother, so I was like, okay, little brother. But they could be twins with the brother being born. Well, I was just thinking Rose Thorne. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> These two make sense. Walter. Yeah. Walter. Cookie Matt in the upstairs. Walter White. Yeah. But, um, Do you guys want to investigate Walter first order? I think I think we should well, go. I say we, we, I say we go upstairs. Uh, uh, before we get into the mask. I was gonna say, you ever seen that scary movie with Tony Crow crying in the hallway? I'm like The Shiny. Exactly. Uh, uh, before we get into the man, I wanna give Rose the uh the little owl, owl bear that I picked up. Alright. And tell her, uh, it's okay, it'll help you, it'll help you be brave. 
Tell her that I put some paladin runes in it and it'll protect her. The guy with the big sword says it's it's magical because he put some like, magical runes in it. She be brave. She takes the toy. She goes, Oh, it's a fear bee. I love it. Thank you.
There's something, a presence in this home that is unnatural. Let me get what's in the basement. Let me cast a bind sense on this. If it's about to stand fast, I'm feeling something a bit uh, strange. There's a presence in this house that's distinctly evil. I reckon, I reckon so. I believe I can sense something as well, but it's not so present. So, yeah. I'm using my experience of the ghost. Alright. I'm gonna kick open the doors. Remember, with, with my sword, it's like a natural flashlight. You yeah. have vision up to 20 feet. Alright. So, yeah, I'll, I'll kick open the doors. Let's go. Alright, so you open the doors. And you find yourself in the main hall. Let me reveal that for you. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm in the same boat, dude. So if y'all wanna, y'all wanna stand behind me about five, ten feet. All right. So you find yourself in the main hall. There's a a fireplace, and there's a, a portrait that hangs above the fireplace. In this portrait, you recognize the little girl that you just spoke to outside, Rose. She's holding a smiling doll, wearing a yellow lace dress. And you see Thorn, the little boy. And you see a man and a woman, a smiling family. A plaque beneath the portrait reads, Mr. Gustav and Mrs. Elizabeth Durst with their two children, Rosvalda and Thornbolt. What the third one? I assume it's a old picture. This is more that the woman as the child. I have a feeling this kid's in an urn and they're like, my brother's upstairs. <laughs> All right. All right, so. You see the family. The infant's not in the picture yet. The office said this was taking the full of the infant's But now I know what the pants look like, at least. Yes. Alright. As you stand there, all of a sudden, another breeze blows through. And all of the lights that were on in the house are now extinguished. The sound of the rain outside is completely vanished leaving the house fairly silent. These are five foot squares, right? Yes. All right. So I'm just able to eliminate on the On the southern wall, the letters begin to appear. They read as follows. Beneath this dwelling lurks a beast whose hunger for the bloody feast. He sleeps until the midnight chime then wakes to feed his dark design. If morsels seek to flee their doom, then bring towards his secret room a gift to soothe his savage mood, but mind the servants of his brood. Suddenly, from another room, you hear a grandfather clock chime six times. You have to morsel seek to flee that doom. 
Then Green taught his secret room a gift and soothed himself. The dude's like, Fox, and they're like, what? What? Fox will be like, what the fuck is this shit? This river is pretty easy to understand. Yeah, we put. Whatever's inside of that face in the tilt as I've done, really? Yeah. And I like, and I had to say, and I think the one with to make note that the grandfather's clock is ticking and it is okay. right at around seven. That was six chimes for total. It's six. Six o'clock in the afternoon. It would be six. It's yeah. six in the okay. evening. <laughs> so we have six hours before we get to midnight. However, by going by Funky's words, it seems to indicate. That if we were to bring this beast something to feed on, a sacrifice, so to speak, we might be okay. Sacrifice the baby. <laughs> That's exactly what I said. <laughs> <laughs> Almost like the child soul. Makes sense. Beneath this dwelling lurks a beast, we know that much. The longer spoil bloody feast, but it's hungry. It wants to feed on whatever's here. He sleeps until the midnight child. We have six hours until this beast awakens. Maybe it's the bread in his pockets. <laughs> <laughs> then wakes to feed his dark design. If morsels seek to flee their doom, which I assume means us, then bring toward his secret room a gift to soothe the savage mood. So we have to bring him some sort of sacrifice. That being said, look at the last line. It specifically says, but mind the servants of his group. <clears throat> There must be other things inside this house. Feed him, feed him the other things that are in this house. I don't know. I have friends. So looks like one of the uh, palatine servants. Ask your opinion on this. Don't you think this house is strange? This house is definitely. Obviously, it's strange because of stuff going on, but just the way it looks itself. I've never seen a house like this with this type of architecture before. I don't really know what about you? Science class. You know, watch your eyes. Has anybody ever seen a house this time before? No. This architecture? Not really. Yeah, I, have I, have I have been a lot. I've been to many places. I don't see enough objects in the rest. Oh, look at things. Looking at this. Are you supposed to Nope, that's pretty much me. <laughs> <laughs> Just keep looking at that thing, I'm like... <laughs> we are going to die. Yeah. <laughs> they will be alive. But yes, uh... Alright, what are y'all doing? Uh, I think we should right, proceed. proceed. Yeah. I'll hold away. Keep these doors open. Do you see something on the map? Do, 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 do. Do you want to stick right next to me there, boyfriend? I'm sticking mm. behind you guys. So, you walk keep, in. We'll keep our uh, our flashlight towards the front of us. Flashlight. <laughs> <laughs> flashlight, huh? Yeah. He's got a flashlight in our heels. Like, oh, okay. I have, um, I'd like dark to make note that I have, uh... I have dark vision as well. Yeah, so, okay. Okay, you're not yeah, I don't have dark vision. I just swing my sword. Hope to hit something. That's right. Mm-hmm. Alright, so you see a room that runs the width of the house with a black marble fireplace at one end. 
and a sweeping red marble staircase on the other. Mounted on the wall above the fireplace is a long sword with a windmill cameo worked into the hilt. The wood-paneled walls are ornately sculptured with images of vines, flowers, nymphs, and satyrs. Can I take a good look at the long sword? Like, um, what the condition of it is? It is a fine standard long sword. Um, it has a cameo of a windmill engraved into the hilt. It's just your standard ornate long sword. Ornate, so. Oh, the condition of it. It's just a uh, fireplace split. It is not. I don't try to light the fireplace, so I have about 10 minutes. You light the fireplace, you know, a warm, cheery, Bright light emanates from it, illuminating the room. Okay, so it looks like we got two rooms, to, three rooms, two rooms to the north with this hallway, and then one room to the south. Yeah, so we got a flight stairs. We got, which if we're gonna investigate the infant first. He's upstairs. He's upstairs. Yeah, he's up on the third floor. We're on the first. Yeah. yeah. And there's also a basement. Because, well, we can assume there's a possible basement because they say the parents went downstairs with the monster. And they explicitly said that the basement was in the. The monster was in the basement. That's right. So, uh, the staircase uh, lead up or. It leads up or. I knew. And let's see, so besides the staircase, there's just that, uh, there's a, there's, so there are three doors to the north of you, and there is the one door to the south that you haven't gone through. The other door is where you just came from. Okay. Shall we go investigate for this, uh, infant? Um, Now, the other thing is... If morsels seek to flee their doom, then bring towards his secret room. So, essentially, if we want to die, we go find the secret room. I guess for now, what we could do is we go uh, investigate upstairs. Unless you guys want to check out one of those doors. We should probably try to find that infant as fast as we can. Find a kid. Yeah, Great. exactly. Upstairs. Not a kid. Whoa, first. <laughs> Just because we got a fire going on down here doesn't mean we got to cook them. Cook the beast. All right. I'm with our work friend. Let's go upstairs. See what we got. Okay. All right. So you head up the marble stairs. Who has a dragon on the shoulder? That's Ashley. Me. Okay. I don't actually have a dragon. Let me move. It's a it, it, it makes you think of a uh, munchkins. Mm-hmm. There's a uh, there's a card where you can put a the females get a plus four for a dragon on the shoulder. All right, yeah, so you, you head up the stairs. Is this the second floor? 
This is the second floor. All right, so we got another fireplace. So, unlit oil lamps are mounted on the walls of this elegant hall. Standing suits of armor blank wooden doors on the east and the west walls. Each suit of armor clutches a spear and has a visored helm shaped like a wolf's head. The doors between them are carved with images of dancing youth. The red marble staircase continues its upward spiral to the third floor, a cold draft whispering down from above. Well, while we're in here, I'll use my tinderbox to go through and light all four oil lamps. All right. So now a warm lamp light illuminates this room and glitters off the various suits of armor. When you say suits of armor, what are the conditions of this armor? Ornate? This is just decorative suits of armor that you would find as a collectible. Gotcha. Uh, make Should we make our way up to the third floor, guys? I think so. Let's try to see what we can find. Fit. What's so these stairs go any higher? They continue upward. Well, it's, 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 it goes up to the third floor. Is there anything of uh, interest on, on this floor? Like, I don't know. On this floor? Yeah, no, currently not. You In this room? No. There are the two doors, one leading north, one leading south. So I don't see anything of interest down here. I suspect we should go to the third floor and get the key. So where are y'all going? Through the third floor. Yep. Let's just get the kid as fast as possible. Is he on the third floor or is he just downstairs? He's on the third floor. That is assuming the kid is dead. We can always investigate all the way down. Yep. What? He's in the basement. He might be. You never know. General Kenobi. This is General Kenobi. I was expecting you. Well, hello there. Oh. Shit. I'll say, I'll just say, what the fuck is that shit? <laughs> Alright, Colonel Sanders, I think that. Is that the time of the clock? Or, uh, what is it? That, I thought that was Charles's fucking stomach. What was, it, <laughs> what was the name of the big chicken? For what, buddy? Falkhorn Lake. Falkhorn Lake. Yeah. I'll Falkhorn. say, I'll say, I'll say, what in the fuck is this shit? All right. All right. You climb the red marble staircase to its full height, arriving on a dusty balcony. The air here is dry and musty, but tinged with strange coppery scent. A suit of black plated armor stands against one wall, draped in cobwebs and marked by age. Oil lamps are mounted on the faded oak panel walls, which are carved with woodland scenes of trees 
falling leaves and tiny beasts. I want to take the legs of the armor, just so that, just in case there's a Both of you guys are investigating the armor. Right? Yeah. It takes work on the shoulders. Who all is investigating the armor? I'm investigating the two orc and myself. Ah, do me a favor. Thanks. Roll for initiative. Yeah. Oh, let's go. <laughs> All right. So, as you walk over to the armor, what'd you get? Uh, 19. Two. What'd you get, Charles? You rolled the two? Huh? I rolled the two as well. well I, got, I have initiative. I have plus five for initiative. You got a what? Seven. Okay. Is this a uh, hey, large creature? This is considered this medium. <laughs> oh, okay. All right, so Plask, as you go over to start investigating this armor, and you're looking at it, all of a sudden, without any warning, you feel wind rush past you, you just barely are able to move out of the way as this huge gauntlet of an arm rushes past you. And it missed me. It missed you. I was going to spend a superiority dice, but I'll go ahead and make an attack at it. Okay, go ahead. Went with the battle master? Yeah. Or do you like that? <laughs> <laughs> Let's see if I can get those. That sounds like a hit. <laughs> uh, 13? 13 does not hit. Yeah, I wouldn't think so. Shit! Well, it looks like armor Yes, that was yeah. a reaction. Go ahead and go for your start. Um, I'll take a swing at it. Uh, will a uh, 19 hit? 19 does hit. So 19 hits, but 13 is not. Oh, you seven points of damage. All right. And how are you attacking it? I'm just swinging at it. Not, not precisely or anything. Even at any. You said seven? Ah, uh, yes. All right. So it is going to go after you again. Okay. It's going to go for two attacks. So the first one. Is an 18. Yeah, it is. So all of a sudden, after you, your attack misses, it rears back that hand again, and it just punches you right on the side of the head. There you go. And you are going to take... Oh. 
five points of bludgeoning damage. It is going to go for a second attack. 18 again. And you take another five points of damage. Talifer, you're up. Typer. 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 So I'm going to use my blood malzic to put on a curse of wine. So I use my hands and a somatic gesture and trace out this blood red sigil in the air. Okay. Put my hands together and the sigil blasts into the armor. Roll a DC safe strength saving throw. Strength? Nat 20. 22. Okay. It failed. <laughs> <laughs> it failed? It failed. Yeah. However, that was a bonus action. So okay. I'm going to take my actual attack. Okay. Okay. But wait, there's more. There's more. There's more. It's not considered undead, correct? No, it is not. It is a construct. Okay. Construct. Alright, so I'm going to use my rapier. And then I. 19. 19 is a hit. Alright, so that's going to be 1d8 plus 4. So 5 points of uh, piercing damage. Okay. So. Leo, now you're up. All right. <laughs> and uh, since he is in within five feet, dead, I will use my sneak attack with my rapier. All right. As a 26. 26 definitely hits. It is 14 piercing damage. Okay. Say thrill. I got thrill, yeah. So. So I will cast. Hex as a bonus action. Okay. I still gotta roll to see if it hits. Yeah, come on, come on. 20. That 20 hits. Alright. So that is 26. Yep, so you're gonna roll your damage twice. Okay. Add your modifier once. Okay. Modifier. Who'd you get him with? The hex. Oh, that doesn't do any damage directly. Okay. This means that now I can add an extra 1d6. Yeah, okay. Alright. So, he's hexed. And now I will... Well, for the hex, you don't have to roll. So, your roll is for the attack. So, I'll count that as your attack. Yeah. Okay. So, now I'm going to attack with the great sword. Which... So... Went too far out. Great sword is 2d6. So, so 4d6. 
plus two, and then additional 1d6 for your necrotic damage. Okay. 46. 46. Alright, so that's two right here. There's two. So that's seven. seven. Roll, roll again. Seven. Seven. So 14. Then add your two. That's uh, 16. Now add one more d6 for your necrotic. Two. So that's what, 18? 18. Big damage, baby. Sathrael. How do you want to do this? Fucking kill that bitch. I use my great sword. And I was coming straight down on him. Smashing that armor. Flies in in every direction. The armor flies apart. And scatters all over the floor. And you hear bump it up, bump 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 it up. Hell yeah. And I tore my bastard sword just like Cloudwood. Fuck <laughs> <laughs> ten off. Nice, nice roll of that crit, man. Fuck, I knew that too fucking That's just better made up for it. It's gonna get extremely powerful when you get close to the higher levels. Oh man. You're gonna be fucking some shit up. Alright. You have a smite too, don't you? I do. Yeah. Yeah. There is a door to the south of you, and you can now see that there is a hallway just north of you. Okay. With a door. So these two doors here and then a door there. I think she said one door. Is it one door? No, there's there's two doors south of you, and one to the uh, north in that hallway that you can see. Easier to take the one door? Why not? You want to go to north? Might as well. Yes. Right. So you're going north into the hallway? Yep. I'll lead the way. Where's everyone else going? Yeah, I'm, still I'm, I'm still with y'all. I'm still with y'all. I'm still with y'all. I guess I was having a little... A little bit. <laughs> what are y'all fighting? I want you guys. I don't mind moving your guys' figures. Just tell me where you want me to move. You, know, uh, you can put you can put me with the rest of y'all. Yeah. yeah. So everyone's. Everyone just kind of stays together. Everyone was just chill out watching us fight this. Yeah. 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 Hey. Hey. I help. Yeah. But you guys help us. Attack it. I need yeah. answers. So we're all trustworthy. You guys got them. I already trust you. That's okay. So, you enter a dusty, cobweb-filled master bedroom with burgundy drapes covering the windows. Here, these Y'all went up north, right? Yeah. I'm sorry. All right. So you enter this dusty room. It's got burgundy drapes covering the windows, a four-poster bed with embroidery curtains and tattered gossamer veils hang against the center wall. A door facing the foot of the bed has a faded full-length mirror mounted on it. In the right-hand corner of the room stands a small wooden door, its surface half-rotted by age. A tarnished metal button is set up in the wall beside it. A rotten tiger skin rug lies on the floor in front of the fireplace, which has a dust-covered portrait of a man and a woman from the first floor portrait hanging above it. A web-filled parlor in the southwest corner contains two chairs and a table holding several items, 
as well as a door with a dark, dirt-flecked window. The room also contains a matching pair of wardrobes, padded chair, and a vanity with a wood-framed mirror and a small jewelry box. A soft amber glow emanates from the jewelry box's lid. These grand doors loom tall, their dark wood frames enclosing a pair of dusty stained glass windows. Each pane is etched with intricate designs that resemble windmills. Their once vibrant hues now faded and obscured beneath thick veil of grime. Through the dusty haze that prickles your eyes, you catch a glimpse of something through the window, a silhouette standing mere inches behind the glass. It's still, none moving, but the mere sight of it seizes your muscles in a vice-like grip, your limbs refusing to obey your conscious mind. The air around you thickens, the temperature plummets to a bone-chilling cold. Your breath fogs the glass panes, a delicate frost creeping across them as the house distance creaks and whispers are swallowed by heavy silence. The shadow behind the door is nearly formless, insubstantial, but its presence evokes a primordial dread deep within your morrow. Your heart beats faster, sweat beads on your forehead, your pulse races through your veins. Slowly, the silhouette begins to turn its head towards you. And then, just as sudden as it appeared, the shadow evaporates. The biting cold ebbs away, and the house's quiet sounds once again returns. But in its place, finely dressed, is a man, a rope around his neck, now hanging silently from the ceiling his feet only inches from the floor, and a small wooden stool kicked to its side lays beside him. You just described the fall. Huh? <laughs> you just described it. <laughs> <laughs> this is our... I'm going to investigate the, uh, the hanging person. Okay. You, you go over, and you... Investigate this man. Was he and while up? his face, huh? Was he hanging up? Which part of the Over by the bed. Okay. And while you are, um, look, while his face seems bloated and reddened from hanging, you can tell that this is Mr. Durst, the man in the portraits. So that's one parent that is. Yeah. That's that's one parent found. The other one is unknown. However, from the looks, from the very obvious looks of this, he is dead. Very much so. And yeah. as you investigate him, you see some paper hanging out of his pocket. I'm gonna take the paper and I'm going to rip it out. Can you pass that down, please? Hopefully I can read the cursive. The only one that I left in cursive is Strahd's letter. Okay. My beloved, I'm going to read this as, this note reads as follows. My beloved children, I wish I could do all, I wish I could do what all of fathers do and tell you that monsters aren't real. 
but it would not be true. Life can create things of exquisite beauty, but it can also it can also twist them into hideous things, selfish, violent, grotesque monsters. It hurts me to say that your mother has turned into one such monster instead, instead inside and out, and I'm afraid that the disease that affected her mind has taken hold of me as well. It saddens me to think what he put you through. There is no excuse. Love who we ask you. I only. Oh. It looks like lovely. I can't. I only ask you, though I know I have not the right to do so, to try Try and forgive us. I despise I despise what your mother has become, but I love but I love and pity her innocence. Rose, I wish I could see you blossom into a strong, beautiful woman. Thorn, Walter, I wish I could be there for you, but I can't. This is my only way. Goodbye. And that is the end of that. So obviously from so this this grotesque display and the letter, this was obviously self-inflicted. So mom is not. Mom so. is gonna be in this monster that has been <laughs> yeah. okay. the, I don't if if this is true, then there is no monster. The, the mom is the monster. <clears throat> and the and children life to us. Is that the parents are in the basement, but from the look at the body, he's been dead for months of time. Yeah. Give me a medicine check. Cleric. <laughs> well, the kids are ignorant. They probably—they said that they've been out there for a little while. They probably—they probably have no way to know what happened here. Well, you say no. Fourteen. Sorry. Huh? Fourteen. Fourteen. So you check, Mr. Durst. And it appears that he has been dead no more than just a few hours. Oh, really? This is recent. Okay. This makes no sense. Yeah? Do me a favor. See if you can touch him. Just push his leg. I'll push his leg. That's my question now. Oh, you got him now. Push his leg. I'll cut him now. Feel him. See if he's real. If he's real? All right. I'm cutting him now. So you cut him down and he's a pretty weighty guy. So he falls to the floor with a thunk and kind of piles onto the floor. I'm gonna put I'm gonna put my hand against his chest and see if I can feel I'm gonna put his hand my hand on his chest and around his waist to see if he has any bones. Just to be sure that this is a real, you like my a real sound person effects? and not what he may think it is. <laughs> it feels like what you would expect a human body to feel like, even though he's been hanging. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He's, he's, somewhat, he's somewhat cold too, so. He is cold, rigor mortis has set in. I've noticed the light gleaming from the jewelry box in the middle of the Alright. Well, they did that. I see anything I could use as a snack. Alright, you go for it. Do what? Do I see anything I could use as a snack? 
As a sack, you can check the bed in a few minutes. All right, so you see this jewelry box that's on the vanity. And it's made of silver with gold filigree. And it has this glowing light to it. Like coming from outside of it? From, from inside. Okay, all right, I'm going to open the box and see what's inside. Slowly and carefully open the box. Take a peek what's underneath. Okay. All right. So you open the box and it contains several things. On the very top, you find three gold rings. Shit, what just happened? Why that close? The whole thing just exploded. And you see a, a thin platinum necklace with a topaz pendant in it. Looks quite valuable. The bottom is filled with grains of sand. And there's an amber shard glowing softly, nestled in this sand. It also contains a letter, scrolled, a, a parchment letter rolled up. All right, let me retrieve the contents of the box. The uh, jewelry on the letter. But this is a box of like. It's a, a silver jewelry box. It's got, it, it's not very big. It's got uh, this gold filigree uh, metalwork on it. Okay, after he uh, grabs the contents of the box, I'll just go ahead and grab the box. Take the box. Yeah. Okay. You just said three gold rings, right? Three gold rings. They're worth about 25 gold apiece. Okay, you said they're turquoise or? A topaz pennant necklace on a thin platinum chain. It's worth about 750 gold pieces. The jewelry box itself is worth about 75 gold pieces. Then I have a amber shard. Amber shard that glows. Now, are you taking the grain of sand or are you pour it out? Or is he taking it? You get the sand. You get the sand. All he said was dips. sees it as if they 
did not come into this world with these possessions. They did not leave this world with these possessions. So these possessions no longer belong to him. Okay. That's how I see as my God shows shows it through my I would never take anything from my living. And that's yeah, and that's where all right. I'm this is why so, so there's a letter, unsent letter in this box to an unknown cult member. Unknown cult members. The letter reads as follows: Drasha, I have selected you as a beast custodian for my absence. Should the beast grow angry, I'm sorry, unruly? or show signs of agitation while I'm away. I have left this canvas shard to weaken and soothe its fury. Should the need arise, present the shard and speak the beast's name to quiet its tantrums. But be sure to be gone from the house before it awakens at midnight. So long as the beast draws breath, it, not you, is the heart of this house. And no meal shall ever sate its appetite. Should you linger in its domain, it will mean doom for you all. Sign Elizabeth. I'm assuming Elizabeth Durst. Is that the beast? Ooh. So we heard six chimes when we walked in. So have we heard any chimes since? Give me an investigation check. Investigation. Plus three. Shit. Seven. You think, you know you heard one chime when you made it to the second floor. You think you may have heard a second chime when you made it to the third floor. Is that what those that's loud guys like were talking about that noises were? Because that scared me. <laughs> <laughs> I, All right, so. I like gates, guys, so yes, I, I'm pretty sure we're at eight right now, <laughs> I think. Oh. Class, you wanted to check the bed. So there are some pillows on the bed um, that you think could probably be used as a sack. But as you approach the bed to grab the pillowcase, you see a large blood-stained kitchen knife that has been driven into the other pillow. <laughs> Don't use that one. It has a hole in it. That's quite my problem. I'm look at the knife. Like... It looks like a standard kitchen knife to you. Cool. It probably sure came was. from the kitchen. Okay. I'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> How big is a knife? Like, like say standard, you mean like the knife you use to cut meat or like a definitely cut meat? Yes. It's a, a butcher style mm-hmm. knife. Definitely good for blood. Yeah. An improvised weapon for mm-hmm. mm-hmm. All right, what are y'all doing? Clearly, should be destroying another kind of reindeer that. Shard you have should be able to subdue. I think it's these starters. So you have the. 
Just in case you might not want to mess with it. The, the only thing that was there was the jewelry box on the vanity. I'll take the tank. I mean, if no one's going to take it, I'll take it. He was a bitch right <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Recondition. Go use it as a, a watch boss. Where are you going to put it right now? Alright, so y'all backtrack? Yep. Um, do you want to go south or southwest? Okay. So there's two doors. We kind of. I'm going to show y'all the wall. Yeah, I'm going to better. There's the wall. I think if it was off in the void somewhere. We don't do that. Yeah, I'm no splitting the party. Everybody stays. Y'all are heading south. Yes. Yes. Yeah. All right. We'll kick this door in like I'm the cops. You have a permit to search that room. My sword is the permit. <laughs> That's a warrant. No one's gonna tell the guy with the big sword no. I may, may only be five foot, but my sword is six foot. Yeah. I have to hold it sideways so that way I walk. Yeah. Alright, so you enter this room. Dust and cobwebs again uh, shroud this elegantly appointed bedroom. A large bed stands against the far wall. Its once opulent coverings now faded and threadbare. Besides the bed, a mildewed covered towel covers most of a dusty yellowed book and one of its two end tables. On the far side of the room, you can see a pair of two more stained glass doors, their windows flecked with dirt and grime. To the left stands an empty wardrobe, its doors slightly ajar. Mounted beside it stands a full-length mirror, its wooden frame carved to resemble ivy and berries. To the right, an empty doorway leads to a darkened nursery. You can see the silhouette of a crib, its quiet form veiled by a hanging black shroud. A strange substance seems to cover the floor beneath it. As you look around the room, you notice that the blankets atop the bed lifts slightly away from the mattress, as though something is lying atop the mattress beneath. As you watch, you can see the coverings almost imperceptibly slowly rise and fall with low rhythmic rustling. So my sword has a five foot reach. I should be able to stand Don't. five feet away. Hack that bed now? I don't want to hack it in half. Just grab the blankets and throw them up to see what's underneath the blanket. Fair enough. And that's what I'm talking And then at that point, hack away. Yeah, hack away. So wait now. Yeah. So you lift the covers and you find that there's nothing beneath them. Mm-hmm. Instead, you find only a bloodstained mattress and a crude hand and foot restraints made from barbed wire nailed into the four posts. This is what the beast was supposed to be. I'll do a perception check to see if there's any entities in the room. Okay, I told you the name was dead. Oh my god. Oh my god. Who's the mom? I said nothing. Okay, so the mom. The mom gave birth to a beast. I'm gonna walk for it. She could be a beast too. 19. Okay. I'll get back to you. Alright, so 19. 
you definitely sense a presence in this room. Does not necessarily feel um, malicious. Malicious. Nefarious. Um, nefarious is a good word. Yeah, that's like that. Does not feel nefar uh, nefarious to you, <laughs> but there is something lurking in this room. He's already doing that. Go for it, my good sir. All right, so you lift the towel and you look at this book, and it's a cobwebbed, covered copy of a raunchy romance novel. Oh, wait, I'm looking at the book and kind of like flipping around and stuff. It's titled Blue Blooded Lips. <laughs> it tells the story of a peasant woman's romance with a wealthy duke. Is there any pictures in that book, Mother? Right, so words. <laughs> <laughs> no pictures. We'll give it to our cleric. She she is that of many words and can read. I'm gonna see, see, how, see how red she blushes. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna head toward the uh, infants. Same here. A silhouette. Not hearing much from Harley tonight. Are you okay? Alright. Just following. Alright. Do you do anything on the book? <laughs> and then back, back he goes. You can eat it, so I'll keep it. You have a large bag. So He's a large dude. <laughs> yes. The air in this small nursery is strangely warm. And it's tinged with a coppery scent. You have a picture of sadness? I'm sorry. Copper. I heard his blood. Copper was copper. Dry blood. Yes, mm -hmm. and copper would. I know I've got no, the spell lines from Star Trek. No, it's Copper Grace. Right now, it's Copper Grace. What has iron in it? Yes, but it smells like pennies. It tastes like pennies. It doesn't smell like pennies. I've been in plenty of battlefields. I know what blood tastes like, but the smell of it. Right. I've grown. Uh, what's the word? Custom. Uh, where it doesn't follow me anymore. You know one? Yeah. I'm, yeah, 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 I'm, there. yeah. There you go. Yeah, There's I'm your nurse. Ah, I covered it. Reveal. I do not know what's going on, man. All I see is black boy. Is working? That's going to turn crazy. There you go. Okay. Is that what's on the floor? It smells like that? Get to that. Yeah. All right. So the air in this small nursery is strangely warm and tinged with a coppery scent. Blood red runes cover the floor and the walls, arranged in concentric circles around the crib in the center. Looking down, you notice that a small object seems to have fallen beneath the crib. In the distance, you hear faint crying of an infant soft whimpering. Yeah, I was going to check the runes. I was going to check the runes for the, uh, like a religion check for the runes. Okay, give me an arcana check. Arcana. 
Fourteen. Fourteen. Um, you identify these runes as a dark necromantic magic. Necromancy work, guys. Uh, can I see? Is there anything in the crib? Give me a investigation. Or no, give me a perception. Twelve. Twelve. So there's nothing in the crib. On the, the headboard of the crib, you see the name Walter carved into it. And you see something underneath. Yeah, what's the you look down and you see a severed human finger and several pieces of flesh stripped from it. Tiny tooth marks can be seen all around the wound. Mm-hmm. Tiny tooth. So is the finger like a normal size, like a adult finger? Give me a medicine check. Not 20. You identify this finger as it was probably a woman's finger. Mm. And the teeth mark belonged to a human infant child. Oh, what is the monster? Amen, baby. I'm afraid I got some bad news. Walter ate it alone. If my god deems it, I will put my sword through this baby. So could it be possible that our little infant Walter might be the monster? It's looking like it. Well, dealing with the you said necromancy, right? Dealing with the workings of a necromancer. Necromancer. Maybe, so maybe, maybe the baby died. Maybe, and the maybe mom this, brought it back to life. Yeah, maybe this mom. If I use mother gave birth to a stillborn. If I use the amber shot, and I would probably split the blood. I would, I would back that. No, I was a bit intrigued by the bed, the blood on the bed, but that could probably explain why there's blood on the bed if the mom gave birth to a stable and brought it back to life. Yeah. Probably had a second. section in the course of the night. I second the, the name of the Alright, so we're good in this room. Anything uh, else you want to look at? I want to investigate like these, the entirety of the room to make sure we don't have a missing thing. Give me an investigation. Door. Secret door. Secret door. Do you tell me about it? Door. Door. Yeah. You tell me? 
All right, hey, yo, dude. You going? All right. I'll open that secret door. I'll go with You open the door, you find a wooden staircase leading upward. That's promising. I'll go up. Are we all going up the staircase? Sure. Do not split the damned party. Are y'all following the big sword? Yes. Yes. By the way, didn't you say that there was like an entity in that room? He felt it. He knew something. Not an entity, but he knew something. He knew something. It was a secret door. It was a secret door. But I know, but earlier when you were looking at the bed. There's an entity in this room. I checked to see if there was anything in the child. Alright, so yeah. I'll lead the way up. Our horrid friend, are you good with the entity? Protecting the rear? Not the level. So yes. Just so that we have big, big, uh, oh shit. Um, before we continue forward, I'd like to drop moves. Uh, lay on hands. Okay. Yeah. I have a full healing power that can restore 10 HP per long list as an action. You can touch a creature to restore any number of HP remaining equal, or 5 HP to either disease or neutral equals. Because you lost 10 HP, correct? Yeah, but if you're not hold off on it, I can still, I can actually heal myself. Okay. Just have Okay. So, you got my lay of hands. Let me know if you need me. Alright. Alright, so y'all right. are going up the stairs? Going up. You head up the stairs. You find a second set of stairs that leads upward. Gotta keep going. Up and up and up and up. Up and up and up. I thought that was a I will. Alright, open the door and then roll some initiative. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Okay. Just roll for initiative, Eric. Bring me off. You need to write it yourself. There could be mimics in here. Alright, so... So, this bare hall is choked with dust and cobwebs. There are several doors leading from this attic corridor, including a door held shut with a padlock. A low creak cuts through the air as one of the unlocked doors slowly creaks open. I guess we're checking the uh, creaky door. It's unlocked. That's how you get killed in the board. <laughs> I have a big sword and a bunch of. Well, uh, if it's a demon, it don't hurt nothing. One of my supplies. She's not wrong. Damn, that was horrid. <laughs> Cut that out, Pete. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so is that? Yeah, Pete is going first. Yeah. He's going first. They're not talking. So we're putting you up front. Yeah, send it. Yeah, send it. I'll open her up. Where was the? uh Opening door from? Oh, you just went through it. I'm not oh, getting your map going. So, this cold, dust choked room contains a slender bed, a nightstand, small iron stove, a writing desk with a heavy stool, an empty wardrobe and a rocking chair. A frowning doll in a lacy yellow dress sits in the northern window box beside a tarnished old music box. Cobwebs draping it like a wedding veil. Just add the doll. But wasn't the pic- 
Wasn't the doll smiling? Yeah. In the yeah, picture? Yeah, it was. is just a desk. It has no drawers or anything. It's just an empty desk. Okay. We'll investigate the doll and maybe use the box. Alright, so the doll you recognize as the same doll that Rose was holding in the family portrait in the main hall. And you said you're investigating the music box? Yes. Alright, give me just a second. I don't want that one. I don't like my my box kind of cave in. It's been in the truck, huh? So I want to eat. Yeah, yeah. It's so functional. It is. You just <laughs> rolls to the side now. Yeah. <laughs> Which is nice because it doesn't. It just, Where's my music box? There's a little extra potential. I mean, yeah. That's doing its job, right? Yeah. It doesn't keep it to the center. It goes to the ends now. But it's been giving me crap rolls, so I'm sticking to my weight. Music box. I was trying to find the. I was going to play the music for you, but I don't see it. I can't find it. Alright. So. You open the music box, and it contains a rusted, blood stained skinning knife, as well as two curled up pieces of parchment. I don't have these to give you. So write. The first parchment shows a basic floor plan split into three rectangles labeled quarters, shrine, and altar. Quarters and shrine are connected at the top by a single line and the bottom by a double line which connects both the altar to the altar. The second parchment contains a list of unfamiliar names beneath the word recruitment. Well, this would have to be this kitchen, right? Huh? This is just a spare bedroom. Alright, I'm gonna the. We were gonna investigate the doll again? You said the wardrobe was empty, right? The wardrobe is empty. So it's the. It's not. <laughs> so it's just a little boy. Was the fireplace? Yeah, but just There's an empty stuff. Yeah. Oh, it's empty. Then I was laying over the door. Yes. It's a, a wood burning style stove. 
Get your fur be back, fear be back. Yeah. All right. So as you exit the room, the rocking chair begins to rock softly, and the music box opens and begins to play. That's mentioned. <laughs> the sound of motherly humming floats through the air for two measures, but grows off key and distorted before coming to a violent screeching halt. The rocking chair then stops rocking. That's what we call a mile an hour of poltergeist. That's what we call a mile an hour of smashing the fucking shit right there. Smashing the whole Can I do one investigation? Or an investigation check to see if there's a presence in here? You can give me an arcana. Yes. Ten. You don't sense anything in particular. You just sense that everything about this house. This house is the presence. The house is alive. Yeah. Alright. Where are y'all going? Alright, yeah, we're gonna leave. I guess this is the smart house. Oh, Alright, what's on the wall? Yeah. Where? We're going north? Yeah. Alright, let me uncover. No. This is really yeah, because that was the door that opened up for us, right? All right, so you have yes. two doors. Let me put your map in the right place for you. Spider. What is it? I just said spider. Spider. I'm going to kind of... So you can see where the doors are. <laughs> so you have two doors going north. Two doors going north. Which one shall we go into first? The one that's straight, not the one that's north. Nothing seems right. This is going to take lip. Do I go to the one? Architecture wise, it makes no sense. The inside does not match the inside. It's like a TARDIS. Pretty much. I don't know if anyone's still remembering that. But yeah, my God, it's a showing me a picture graph. The the floor the floor plan actually matches perfect. Does it? It's just cool. y'all are skipping so many rooms and shit. Yeah. We did. We skipped some on the second floor. We, we did. Skipped, yeah, we skipped we skipped four rooms on the second floor, and we skipped all the other rooms on the first floor. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we pretty much would just. <laughs> <laughs> We're like, which, which really sucks because y'all missed out on the walls. We're gonna go back down. 
We still have to figure out where the basement is. We missed out. We have to go back down to the fucking basement. Yeah. So we're going to go through the rest of the room. I was about to say, we're, we, also, we also missed the kitchen, too. All right. So you want to go to the kitchen. Want to go to the left door? Let's go this one. I remember a lot about the nethos. I'm just trying to play as if I don't That's know anything. That's exactly what you're supposed to be doing. <laughs> what? Oh, uh, the death house. I remember a bunch about it, but I try to play as I know I nothing. Don't. Exactly. Right, so part of the, Is everyone everyone's following? Yes. Yeah. yes. Alright, so part of the alright. Oh, Bass. Bass, yep. That's good. Alright. Alright. Some, some of us are in the void. It looks like a uh You open upon a spare bedroom smothered in cobwebs. Spiders crawl from the wardrobe in droves to greet their new visitors. No, You see a slender bed, a nightstand, an empty wardrobe, and a small iron stove. I'm hiding behind the orb. Good idea. I am investigating the spider that has crawled on my leg. It is a regular old spider. It doesn't attack you, it just crawls all over there. Okay. Well, it's my friend now, so yeah, yeah, I have to do this. Oh, hell no! The wardrobe is empty. I told you it was an empty wardrobe. Yep. Listen, right. there's a lot of empty wardrobes. There's right. a lot of fucking right. I'm gonna look under the desk. What about the nightstand? Find dust. <laughs> <laughs> the nightstand is just a little table. Oh. There's nothing on it. Alright, so there's nothing in this fucking. Yeah, let's go to the next one. I'm right in front of you. Oh, so, Alright, we're yeah. just we're just speed running That's these rooms. Yeah. Alright, so you come to this room. We can this room, see how these doors or these beds. This door has a padlock on it. Shit. Can I break this padlock? Or or you can you can try. Give me a strength check. It's strength coming up. Get him to do it. Get get a uh, flask to do it. Flask is a hard thing. You can try. Probably flip a lot though. Probably would. Because, yeah, I think my strength is plus two. Do I want one? No. Y'all are not getting the DM shit face. I'll use a. I'll try with my thieves tools. Okay. So roll with advantage. You caught me before, I was gonna smash it. I was at 12. I'll take a challenge. I'll take a challenge. I'll take a challenge. The master lock right here. The master key. And then it's a. Master key. Master key. Yeah. Does anyone else want one? What? Chill shot. Yes. Would that be a slide of hand? Yes. Yes. Okay. Yes. That's 23. 23. He added 22 to get it. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Oh, shit. Damn. So, you spend a good 10 minutes working on this lock. But he makes it. But you finally hear it go click. And that you are able to pull it, the shank out of the locking mechanism and unlock it. 
noisily as you work on its lock and clatters to the ground. The children hush as you open the door. The gloom strangles this place. You spot two child-sized beds, a toy chest, and a dollhouse. It's a perfect replica of this house that you are in. What's more unsettling is the room's sole window is bricked up that is until you spot the small skeletons dressed in tattered but familiar clothing. The smaller of the two cradles a doll, a small teddy bear, as if it alone could have changed the future. So those kids did. I say we salt and burn the bones. My fear be better be outside. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> so fear be and she's all. So, Claire, do you want to... Add already? Yes. Yeah. 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 Actually, I think... Uh, okay. Yeah, let's go with that. I don't want to keep them in the house. I want to take the bones. Okay. Okay, so as you approach the bones, you see two points of light begin to emanate and the apparitions of two children, Rose and Thorn, same as you saw outside, appear before you. And the girl looks at you and she says, what are you doing? Who are you and why are you here? You are not meant to be an outsider. I was an outsider earlier. Now I'm hella confused. <laughs> <laughs> Who are you? We are your friends. I don't know you. You don't know us, but we know who you are. How do you know my name? We saw you and your brother outside the house. That's what we thought. It's not possible. I haven't been outside the house. Yes. My mother locked us in here, and then she forgot about us. So if y'all were in here, who was outside? I don't know. Y'all ever seen Annabelle? Do you know of a infant brother? Yes. I have a brother, Walter. Do you know what Walter is right now? No. When was the last time you seen Walter? Before we were locked in this room. Can I do a uh, insight check to see if you're actually like not real, but like have you ever seen Walter? They are what they say they are. Like, obviously we saw we saw like 
But in the long run, it's also the outside. Say that, like, if you say it's These are not comfortable. Okay. Saying that they weren't outside. So kind of try to discern if these are Give me an insight check. That's what I said. Now I know why you didn't mind him sitting here. 16. 16. So, holy shit, that hit hard. Got it. Got it. The spirit is telling you the truth that as she knows. So as y'all are sitting there, you start noticing that Thorn starts kind of spinning his fingers, one of his fingers, and all of a sudden you see one of his toys begin to levitate. But but he can't hold his concentration because he's trying to listen to y'all's conversation too. And so the toy falls and it breaks. And Rose swiftly uses a mending spell. And you watch as the toy mends itself back together. Rose, man, I swear you about that Not many people know what mending spell. Well, I, I went down into my dad's library. And I found a book. A spell book? It was a spell book. And oh. and he doesn't know I took it. You tell me what floor the library is on. It's on the second floor. Thank you. But it had some spells in it, and not many, but I've learned a few of them. She's Matt was one of them. Yes. So I'll take out the rug and be like, fix, bro. <laughs> the tiger rug, nice. Good job. So she fixes it and it she the entire tiger Mouths the spell and a glimmer of magic appears on top of the, the tiger skin rug. And the fur starts growing back with this glossy, luscious coat and thickens. And it looks like it just came off of the tiger yesterday. Thank you. Thanks. I know a few. Jesus, I know men. <laughs> and I know. Um, now here you are with the fucking. I just mostly know cantrips. I know light. I know <laughs> shocking grasp. Shocking grasp. Did you teach me? Can't you like some, like, there's no reason that require, like, spell logs. Yeah. Like, cantrip is just something you can do. So you use over and over without spell You said there's libraries on the second floor. Oh, no, that's important. Yes. Oh, if you were trying to make it out, it's important, too, because cantrip's not going to be a nice one. Okay. Like, uh... How long do you think you've been that one? I don't know. Um, my, my mom locked us up here. She told us we couldn't come out. 
And did she do that quite often? Um, some of this time, your mother locked in this room and came back. She never came back. We waited and we waited. And we were hungry. And we were hungry. And they never came back. Do you recognize this? Do you realize, Rose, that you're dead? We kind of had a feeling. Oh, is the doll with significance? Because she took the doll, so she has it with her. Oh, yeah. She had, no, outside? She took it with her. No, oh, the, she, her, she, her, her, doll. her yellow doll. The yellow dress doll. Uh, you can show it to her. Yeah, it's a, uh, oh, she's the one for the outside. No, something else stole it. That is true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, yeah, I'll, I'll take that one. Like, you recognize this? Like, I found this. You know, I think it belongs to you. She looks at it. She goes, this is my doll. I used to play with it a lot during happy times. Um, it's not so happy anymore. Is that why it doesn't smile? Maybe. Um, it was after Walter came to our family. So, Walter was not born from your mother? No. Walter was adopted? No. How did Walter get here? Well, my mom and dad used to fight a lot. Um, and Clara, she was one of our, she was, I guess you could say our nanny. Also my wife? <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, Clara, Clara was our our uh, our maid, our our nursemaid, and Clara had Walter, but we were told that he was our brother. So. I see what you're saying. I'm walking my I'm walking my big circus. I'm like, uh, I didn't know if it was. A Ew. <laughs> 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 Maybe we should do a check to see what time it is. <laughs> we should do a check to see what time it is. So, you heard the third chime. So, 679? Yeah. Everybody knows. Marlo's only the answer to your question. I heard my wife said what's about you. Yeah. <laughs> That's why I heard it. No. Okay. I was so, happy at one point in time. But not anymore. No. You and your brother have been dead for a long time. Oh, shit. If you're ever going to find peace, you have to get you out of this house. Okay. These bones that lay on the floor belong to you and your brother. Yes. If you ever expect her to move on, I'm going to have to give you and your brother a proper So with your permission, I would like to gather your bones, bring them out of this house, and bury them properly, so that hopefully you and your brother can move on to a much happier place in this very house. I think my brother and I would like that. <clears throat> Where are we going to put the bones? I'll the tiger. Can we wrap them in a tiger skin? Can we wrap them in a tiger skin? Big glass? Put them in a 
How about these uh, sheets and pillowcases that we have here? She can mend them. Would you be able to mend those so we can carry your uh, remains down? He only has the the one pillowcase. Right? Oh, no, or, Oh, okay. Uh, pillowcase and bedding that is up there. I mean, if it's if it's good enough, then we'll wrap them in that. Two child skeletons, ten years old. They've been small. There's not really old. Yeah. So she mouths the words once again, and you see this glimmer appear over the, the bed clothing, and then the threadbareness, the moth eating, the dust covering. Them. <laughs> dissipates right, so and they look as if they were just put on that day and so before before you leave us and we carry you out have you ever known Walter to go by any other name no he's Walter so then she looks around at each of you as you're gathering the bones and Thorn is looking, and he sees Leo. He walks over to you, Leo, and he takes your hand in his. I need you to roll. Just roll me a d20, please. <laughs> A six? Yeah. Yeah. Six. Yeah. I'm gonna help the uh I wanted to wrap them up like uh you know when they do the burials like in the movies and stuff when they do a nice like wrap up. Was like I was staring at it on the Oh, yeah, that's me. <laughs> All right. And so, Harley, do me a favor. Roll me a d20, please. Yeah. Hit, 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 hit. Let's power. Let me know. I'll smash these bones. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> I got it. Oops. Check your phone. Harley, check your phone, please. Okay. I'm gonna make sure to tell <laughs> Hey guys. <laughs> oh no, canvas. Longer than a boot. Oh. So, as you are gathering the bones, all of a sudden both spirits make a wild dash as if they're going towards the door. I will go by and smite them. And they pass through, through y'all, and then they disappear. Congratulations, y'all are possessed. Rose and Thorn, Something that we Are you still here? I mean, Cherry? Do an investigation check to see if I can show her if he can still feel Yeah. Give me an investigation check. I like the scare that he was saying that. You definitely feel that both of them are still within this room. Rose, no. 
I know you're still here. Where are you? Alright, I'm gonna intimidate. I'm gonna intimidate uh, Leo. Leo, oh. Leo, you better tell me the door. What do we got? I run out the room. Nat 20. Oh. Rose, well. I'm intimidating. I'm like, yo, let me know y'all are here. <laughs> Did you run out of them? Oh, yeah. Good. <laughs> I follow suit. But, hey, no! <laughs> Wait, so who can I intimidate? <laughs> <laughs> uh, they, they left before I could intimidate them? I guess so. <laughs> I'm a. Alright, I'm a paladin. I'm a paladin. I still feel the presence. Those two that ran out of the Wait, hold on. Can I? Where's his teddy bear? Mm -hmm. All right. Eight. It's on the floor. Okay. Next I'm to the skeleton. I'm running back in. I'm going to grab his teddy bear. Okay. Okay. Twenty. And then run back out with it. Okay. That's all I needed to see. <laughs> it appears that Rose and Dawn have taken up habitation. And Leo, two of our uh, partners. Time to kill. Roll for initiative. Oh, it's not unusual. Let's go around the level of spirits. I'm gonna. They're just playful. I'm gonna give the. Uh, so I finish. Or he's just giving you the teddy bear. Well, he, he was scared, so I'm gonna give him his teeth. I finish. Grab up the bones. So I have to swallow them up. Uh, I guess like it no longer charge. I just kind of put it clasp it to my belt. Okay. Before I exit the room, I'm gonna go look at this house. I notice that it's a one uh, scale model to the Darcy Manor. I want to look at it and study it so I can kind of figure out the layout of this house. All right. So you look into this dollhouse, and it is a perfect replica of this house, including the rooms that you have yet to see. Take it with us. <laughs> We're using this. It's a pretty good size at all. Yeah, it looks, it's, it's a five there. foot, by, almost five foot. By. Put it in the work back there. Um, <laughs> hold it like this. Have the work hold it like. And as well as showing you the rooms, it also shows you living entities. There are little miniature dolls. And you can see yourself crouching down by the dollhouse, your little miniature looking at the dollhouse. You see Sathriel holding his sword. You see that Leo and Marina, or sorry, huh? Belina, right? Belina. Belina have run to another room. You see. The rest of the party gathered around in the room that you were in. And one thing that you didn't see in this room that is apparent in, in the room is another door with a stairwell behind it leading down. 
What's this box right here? Is that a chest? What is that? Which box? This one here. There's the oh, bottom of the other bed. I, I, I did the wrong thing. Alright. That's just the toy box. Okay. Oh. Alright, I'm gonna go over to the spot where the secret door to the stairwell should be. Okay. So you go out into the hall. I'm right behind you. And you're going to have to go into that other room. Okay. Is it behind that, that wardrobe? Yeah. Gotta be. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I was So you're gonna have to go into that room. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Green. Yeah, right on top of it. Who's coming with me? Okay. I am. I don't want to go. You're I like. Think we're all you're, going. You're running. I have no idea. We have no idea where. Yeah, we only do. Did we just run out of the hallway or did we? Uh, yeah. Yo, yeah. yo. Yeah. 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 We're doing fucking things. We're, we're someone. Y'all are doing I'm spectral there. things. Now, we split the part. I mean, yeah. Make sure you read that message because you're still you. Okay. You have like dual entities in your mind right now. Look, according to wrapping cloth. Go ahead. And it was going and it was going to use the bathroom. Tiny break. Yeah, everybody take a potty break. I'm gonna get I'm gonna get the lights.